0: I'm Joe Kane. I'm Dan Kane. I'm Sal Kanka. And this is the Imperfect Podcast.
1: Don't forget to go to hecklecane.com and sign up to be an Imperfect Podcast insider. To the bumper. This week we're here with Will Ostroff. He is the First Glance Film Festival director for the
0: last 20 years. I know. We talked to him and he just was just the amount of insight that he's had on the way uh, film festivals have evolved throughout the years was phenomenal.
1: Yeah. We talked about, you know, just how he got started after uh, finishing his degree in film at Temple University. Um, He's been a filmmaker himself, obviously, and he's been running this festival. I mean, he screened upwards of almost 20,000 films
0: in his lifetime.
1: I mean, who the hell can say that?
0: I haven't seen that many films. I gotta tell you that, and and forget the the idea of screening them. I guess he's got no um, no time to watch like anything else. Exactly, but you know, we talked
1: a lot about you know marketing the film festival and how that's changed over the decades, two decades to be exact. Um, And he runs it. It's a bicoastal film festival. It's coming up October sixth through the eighth here in our backyard in Philadelphia, and then it runs again in Los Angeles. um, You know, about six months after that. So. Um, You know, we got a lot of great insights from Bill If you're an indie filmmaker and want to figure out how to get your film into these festivals And quality film festivals, I should add um, Take a listen to what Bill has to say Bill, welcome to the Imperfect Podcast Thanks for joining us tonight
2: Thank you for having me
1: you bet. Uh, I know uh, you flew in from L.A. You're about to embark on the uh, latest and greatest uh, first glance film festival that takes place in Philly, right uh, Right in our backyard. We're here on Long Island. Um, Indeed. <laughs> and it is the longest running bi-coastal film festival. How many years are you looking at now?
2: Uh, well, this is our 20th in Philadelphia. Wow. We've been doing inc- this since 1996.
0: That's incredible. And, and I you, mean- na- you now reside in L.A., though.
2: Yes, yes, it was. It was sort of a, a an interesting situation. I wanted to work in movies, and um, I had done. I had started the film festival right out of college, and was like, "Well, you know, I'll go to L.A. and see what happens, and I'll try to keep the Philly thing going." And I did. And then I was in L.A. and I was like, "Well, might as well do one here too." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> makes sense. Well, I don't know what I got myself into. <laughs>
1: yeah, well, I mean, having been around that long, you've seen quite the evolution in indie filmmaking, I would guess. I mean um i mean how is it different now than it was back when you first started it
2: oh my god um well when we first started it um uh, let's see uh we would we would screen on projector things that ran reels <laughs> of celluloid <laughs> wow that was, that was really weird um so having to mail those back and forth was very expensive mm-hmm. um uh, we would cut and paste our program literally cut and paste
1: <laughs> like, like with
2: Elmer's like, glue like elmer's
0: glue elmer's and glue a little bit tape of uh, tape
2: <laughs> going through a xerox machine so we could make programs oh yeah it was uh it was a much different animal back then we actually advertised in newspapers i know nobody knows what those are what um uh, <laughs> yeah 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 um so it, it it was a it was a much plus it was a it was a more When we first started, we were pretty much the only independent film festival in Philadelphia. There wasn't anything else here. Uh, There was at the time there was something called the Festival of World Cinema, which turned into the Philadelphia Film Festival, which still kind of it's funny to me because the Philadelphia Film Festival says it's 25 years old, but it's not. It's like five years old (laughs) because it used to be called it used to be called the Festival of World Cinema and then it changed its name. And then it kind of forced us to change ours. Cause we used to be called first glance Philadelphia film festival. Mm-hmm. And they sort of sent us a little letter and like, Hey, uh, we're the Philadelphia film festival and you can't be, and Ce- cease like,
0: and desist,
2: uh, it wasn't even, it wasn't really a cease and desist. It was like a, Hey, you may want to do this, or we may send you a cease and desist. Yeah. So we just decided, well, you know, we'll just turn ourselves around a little bit and call us first glance film fest, Philadelphia. And you know, I don't think people really get confused between us and them. Um, Yeah, you know they're, uh, you know we're. I kind of consider us like we're the 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 slam dance to Sundance, like sort of like how Philadelphia Film Festival is at first glance. So we're sort of like the indie arm. We're separate. People know that we're different. Um, We don't normally get mistaken for the Philadelphia Film Festival. Mm -hmm. Um, It'd be it'd be nice if some big sponsor would. You know, yeah. we keep-
0: <laughs> we're gonna come in and give you tons of money. Oh, oh wait. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, it's all right. Don't oh, don't worry about festival. it. Oh, too, late. too late. We, we um, cash the check. Yeah, we cash yeah, the check. Exactly. Well, talking about the the evolution of, I mean, uh, just being around for 20 years uh, and running a, a film festival. You know, you start out by saying, okay, well, this, is, you know, you were running things on cellu- celluloid originally. Now, where has this gone? Where has this gone? Oh to my me? god. Um,
2: Well, it it used to be really interesting because I used to um, every year I'd have to go to Ikea and buy new shelves to add to the the VHS collection. Um, And then the VHS collection turned into the DVD collection. Mm -hmm. And the DVD collection Mm -hmm. is now uh, almost the entire screening is on a thumb drive. Wow. Crazy. So like between DCPs and thumb drives, I mean, I, I'm guessing within the next couple of years, we'll find ways of actually being able to beam the, the information straight to the projectors at the venues. But the problem is, too, that because we're an indie film festival, we don't necessarily always use state-of-the-art venues. Sure. Um, we try to use venues that have great screens and great sound, but they may not be up to snuff with these, you know giant corporations well we
0: found out in one of our films that we we went and we rented out a theater basically to just do a showing a local showing for friends and family basically of one of our films that we did and we couldn't interface with their things because they were so antiquated
3: yeah we're going we're going they're way
0: too behind the times and i'm I'm thinking to myself i'm like wow we're indie filmmakers we should be the ones who are behind the times you know what i mean like and these guys were like well we can't play what you have you have to you have to bump it back and you have to give us a physical dvd and yeah i remember going oh okay like
1: well that's gonna look shitty yeah exactly (laughs) right right (laughs) so um you went to temple i see for film and video And obviously, you, you've been on many productions. How did you actually come up with the idea for doing the festival? Um, where did that stem from?
2: Oh, it was—it's kind of interesting. Um, when I was in, when I was at Temple, uh, we, me and uh, three friends of mine, started sort of a theater company, and we did like musical theater and all that kind of stuff. And I was sort of like the behind-the-scenes guy, and it was, I was like, "Look, we should do something film. We should do something film," and I just started brainstorming and and just like kind of sort of looking at the, the film festivals that were around 20 years ago. And, you know, Sundance was always one that I had always thought, you know, God, I'd love to go or get a film Mm -hmm. in there And, and then slam dance. And I was like, wow. All right. I want to come up with something that sounds like Sundance or slam dance and sort of has sort of a feel like that so that we don't just call ourselves like we're the Philadelphia International Independent
3: <laughs> Film yeah, Festival
2: yeah. of mm. America. Um, because in my mind, and I think most filmmakers know, that the longer the title of the film festival, the, probably the smaller the venue.
1: Uh-huh.
2: <laughs> that Bigger titles, true. smaller yeah. venues. We've been to some yeah, of those, yeah. right, right, Joe? Uh, we have been <laughs> to some of those. <laughs> yeah, or they don't actually exist. They just send you a card with a laurels on it and they say oh by the way you screened it blah 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 and you're like well whose whose basement did we screen in Mm -hmm. um (laughs) so um what was the question (laughs) i was
1: i was curious how you actually came up with the concept like what what made you decide to run an indie film festival it's a huge business to take on yeah yeah
2: yeah yeah i was um i had a couple of films in film school and i i always tended to make stuff that was a little bit more commercial than the professor wanted or um and I always seem to lose out to like you know the slow motion opening of a petal of a flower and I was like (laughs) you know I would really like to show my stuff to people as opposed to classmates so um the venue that we were doing our musical theater in was sort of like a um it was like a underground sort of space that was used for theater and, you know, people would come in and, you know, bring in their own beer and all that kind of stuff (laughs) Uh, underneath the Bors, the Bors building over in independence hall, which um, the Bors building doesn't exist anymore. Independence hall does. Um, But uh, I just decided, you know, I have three short films and I'd like to show them to people. So I put an ad in the newspaper and uh, I send out flyers, you know, things that, you know, paper products that would go to like, you know, local, schools and Mm -hmm. you know we made post postcards and we did this like sort of grassroots marketing and ended up with like 30 films and this way I didn't feel like it was my film festival I felt like it was other people's film festival sure and um we had 30 films and we screened for three uh three nights and uh I thought that was going to be it and then people started calling and emailing we did have email back then it was very you know <laughs> aol it was, it was AOL, slow. dialogue it was slow yeah aol you've and, got mail yeah like there was a couple of like you know i met people like on friendster and things like that and uh so myspace space. yeah yeah but friendster was before myspace that's true um yeah uh but i didn't think i was going to do another one and then people kept on asking so we continued and i have kept continuing um and now 20 years later, and, you know, as of next week, I'll have produced uh, 37 film festivals. That's
0: I'll impressive. Have,
2: I'll have watched about 18,000 independent films.
0: But who's counting? He but is. who's counting? Yeah, I think it was 18,112
2: or something. Um, but uh, and, and it's one of the things that I pride in is that I, I as a festival director, have and will always watch every single entry
0: sure you know what that's very respectable because there's definitely people who are running film festivals who just go I don't have time and put it aside, you oh, know. Oh yeah.
1: I've seen some come and go. I mean, we see the stuff on Film Freeway, right? How many times have you seen the film festival that pops up and then it disappears a year later? It has no reputation. They couldn't get their shit together. Mm-hmm. They, you know, they can't even find time to screen the films properly. So, you know, it's it, I I can't even imagine the amount of work. Um, hopefully after 20 years you potentially have some help other than just yourself <laughs> Oh no, well I have a you yeah, know. I
2: have a uh, a screening committee that I Sure. um that I Sort of pull together uh, multiple times a year, and we add to them every year. Um, right now, I would say I have about eight to ten screeners. Um, and basically, how it works is if it gets by me, I then drop it into their boxes, mm-hmm. and they all watch a percentage of the films, and then they grade them and send them back to me, and then we figure it out from there, and also base it on the amount of time, that, you know, physical time we have. Um, for screenings um, sure. and then kind of go from there. We also do well. I, I think one of the things that we do that's a lot different than most festivals is, um, you know, I, I want my screeners to take their job seriously.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And mm-hmm. I don't I don't dump hundreds of hours of films on them. Um, they, they may watch 15 to 20 hours of films over two months. Sure. Uh, because it's not their job. I don't want them have to feel like they're responsible for for it but the other thing that we do is the pre-screening committee and myself we also do uh nominations in a whole bunch of different categories and we we legitimately do them um whereas come to speak of film freeway and without a box that there's lots of scam quote-unquote film festivals that aren't actually film festivals um that will take your money and you know, yeah, that might only be a 5 or $10 entry fee, but they're not watching your film, and then they just send you a laurel, and you're like, oh, best costume design, and you're like, huh?
1: <laughs> yeah, they're just money grabbers trying it. Yeah, it's, it's very yeah, unfortunate. And, best and costume it design. Blocks. It was a porn
2: flick. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, yeah, right. Wait, everybody was naked. What? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Um, I got to give a shout out to a friend of ours, uh, mutual friend Dave Bullis. Uh, I was talking to him earlier this week, and um, I know he's down in the Philly area. I think he's also a Temple grad like you. Um, I know he's hosting a podcast roundtable um, during that time. He had some questions for you. Um, he was interested to find out about um, what really has changed in terms of marketing the festival. Like we know, you know, the films themselves, you know, the evolution of that, but marketing the film festival and finding new indie filmmakers <laughs> I mean we've found you because we know you're tr- really prevalent on Twitter and the hashtag support indie film is something that you guys are you know have really embraced uh, Oh yeah, and even and even I think discovered right or, or, or put out we there created you created it yeah, it. yeah I'm, I'm choosing yeah. the wrong word so how has marketing really changed <laughs> in the, in this landscape for you and the filmmakers
2: um, yeah well one of the things that I always sort of realized was we're not a giant, we're not a giant film festival. We're a weekend film festival. We pride ourselves in being independent, but social media has been a huge thing for us. Mm -hmm. Um, And I've learned uh, how to use social media quite well, both Twitter and Facebook. Um, And that is how we not only cultivate filmmakers, but we also teach them how to market. Um, if you ask any of our, um, alumni filmmakers or the filmmakers that are currently in our run, Mm -hmm. um, from, from the time of acceptance, we will get to them and say, Hey, here's some of the things that you need to do to market your film because people aren't going to come to your film if they don't know it exists. Yeah. And I'm very, um, I want to educate people and, and filmmakers, a lot of filmmakers aren't really good at marketing. They, they want to make their movies and then they want to show them in film festivals. And, you know, my goal when I was a filmmaker was like, yeah, I want to have a film festival. I want to show my film, but I want as many people to see it as possible. How do I make that happen? Mm -hmm. And, you know, before the internet, the only way you could do that is call people or invite people or make flyers or make postcards. So, what I did was as I was learning Twitter and learning Facebook and you know, back in the day when Facebook was actually open and you could contact all of your followers very easily. Uh Um, you know, you would create a Facebook event and you would invite everybody. Um, so, you know, you worked really hard. Hey doggy. (laughs) There's a dog in the background. So what's the dog's name? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, but, uh, you would, you know, you'd work. You know, it was like it was us working really, really hard, doing it all ourselves. And what I realized was that as we started to grow, and as I noticed our following starting to grow, and I, I was like, well, if I can educate the filmmakers to use Twitter one tenth as well as I do, um, mm-hmm. they'll be able to promote. And even if they can't get a lot of people to first glance, if it's their first event, then hopefully there's the possibility down the road that by the time they finish their, um, their, their whole uh, festival circuit, that they're going to have full rooms and they're going to have a really large following. And then they keep that following uh, involved. And if they ever end up online or in a place where they can sell their product, they already have their audience. And it's, it's, it's one of the few ways I think that you can build an audience without, really spending money yeah you got to spend some time you got to spend time yep but you know you can build an audience i mean you know when when i came up with the idea of the supporting film hashtag this is when hashtags first sort of came into being and i noticed a couple of big companies using it like pepsi and and some of these other companies I'm like god it's like you know i need something to bring the community together to understand that like indie like indie film is not the kind of indie film that that Hollywood is um you know when when Hollywood's like oh it was indie in indie film and it was a 25 million dollar film and it was you know <laughs> yeah, distributed yeah. distributed by you know Sony Classics I'm like that's not an independent film
3: yeah
2: you know uh, la la land is not an independent film um so my idea was like well you know if if we could get this started let's see what happens and you know, we threw the hashtag out there and just used it every single day and was like, let's see what happens. And now we have thousands and thousands and thousands of followers
3: mm-hmm.
2: that that have, have tagged Support Indie Film in their profiles, yeah. that use it every single day. Uh, on average, Support Indie Film reaches somewhere between 15 and 25 million users a day. Yeah.
1: Hey,
3: I'm one
2: of, I'm one of those.
0: I, yeah, I use the hashtag all the time. We use it all the <laughs> yeah. time.
1: We use it all the time yeah. to promote the podcast and the other filmmakers that come on here. And it's been it's it is a great movement in that you know whether we're doing the podcast or whether we were crowdfunding for our own web series or watching other people, it's how we're discovering other talent. It's how we're and the, and the community is so supportive. There's no there's nobody like saying, well, you know, that's my project or, mm-hmm. you know, I supported mm-hmm. your project you didn't support me. Like everybody is just like you, you, everybody, everybody wants to help. Everybody does what they can do. Yeah. I mean, everybody wants to in. help. Everybody wants to help. Yeah. And it's a great, it is a great uh, community. So thank you for starting that.
2: <laughs> oh, well, thank you for, you know, keeping it going because it's really, you know, for me, when I started it, I, I looked at it as, you know, maybe it can be something in the future and, you know, in the last couple of years, I've noticed that there are big names that are starting to use it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's big there's bigger companies that are starting to notice it. Um, and I think that. We're on the cusp, I think, of something happening. And, you know, these there's a lot of these big blockbuster movies that are going out there and they're making no money.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And sure. there there is a whole lot of. There's a whole lot of real true indie film and indie filmmakers that are making films you know for a hundred thousand or two hundred thousand dollars that would probably in a second sell it to break even and you know these these big giant you know 20 thirty screen megaplexes you know you could walk into them most of the days of the week and walk into any screen and and find five people sure, yeah. Sure. So if if these if these megaplexes would open up one of their screens to someone like me, I could fill I could fill that place every day with a new project. Sure.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. It is you one know. of the things that's missing, and it's it's so hard for people like you know so there's certain filmmakers who are still looking for a little bit of traditional distribution, and distribution in itself is a whole other animal um in terms of getting getting screen time and things like that and video on demand That's all. that's a whole other podcast discussion in and of itself yeah for sure <laughs> um i'm curious as a as a, as a festival director and the amount of indie films that you screen what is it that you look for um that makes it into your festival is there something is there a criteria is it something that just catches your eye what what advice would you give to a filmmaker submitting to first glance
2: Um, well, I would say, um, look at our, look at our alumni films, um, look, go to, go to our YouTube channel and look at the trailers. Mm -hmm. Um, you'll see a wide variety of, of content from all genres. Um, we, we don't, here's the thing is I've always been someone who enjoys all sorts of entertainment. And I just look at things for their production value. I look at things for the acting. I look at sound. well, not look at, but I listen to the sound. <laughs> I look I look at the cinematography. I, I, I feel out the theme of the of the story because like a lot of people are like, oh well, will you accept stuff that's you know that's shot? only on red or only on film or only on whatever. And I'm like, you know, it's not about that. It's about the storytelling. And it could be on, it could be shot on an iPhone. If -hmm. the story is good and the acting is good and the sound is decent and, you know, there, there, there's no real criteria, except do I think that an audience will enjoy this film in some way or another? Um, Will you laugh? Will you cry? Will you be like, wow, that was, that was a great, short film or, Oh my God, that was the cutest animation I've ever seen. Or, you know, that was a neat music video and it had a really cool story to it. And it wasn't just a bunch of people yelling into a microphone, um, <laughs> uh, you know, is, you know, is this web series different? Is this web series original? Um, is, you know, is this documentary poignant? Um, you know, it's, it's hard because, you know, when you only have a finite amount of time to program, and there's a lot of things that you sort of have to think about and look at. And I don't think a lot of people have the knowledge that I have, um, you know, doing it for 20 years, twice a year, um, watching the amount of films that I do, I can I can I have an eye for it now. Um, sure. Yeah. And, you know, when I get it, I mean, I, I, every filmmaker wants to be in a film festival. I, I totally understand. Mm-hmm. And it's why film festivals pop up left and right, because, you know, eventually your film will end up in something. Will it end up in first glance? I don't know. Um, and I never know because it, it's based on the other entries that come in. Sure. And it depends on, um, you know, do we have the time? I mean, if, if it's a seven minute short film, you know, possibility is that it's a much better opportunity if it's a, you know, hundred and nine minute feature, well, you know, it it better be great sure. because only somebody many only so
1: many features that you can put up. Yeah,
2: and 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 you're also looking at almost two hours of, of one project. And one of the things that I sort of take pride in is that when we screen, we never screen just one film. We always screen a program. So, like, yeah, it may be a feature film, but there might be four shorts in front of it. Yeah. So Jeez. you're gonna get combo of stuff
1: do you see any trends happening in terms of one genre and two format like uh, you know are people submitting more you know horror these days or comedies or dramedies and you know are people doing more short films or web series based content as opposed to features what what types of trends are you seeing in the submissions now versus uh 1996.
2: (laughs) um it's it is it's well it's cyclical but i think Um, because technology has made things a lot easier um, and more affordable and uh, I I think that we're seeing a little bit more sci-fi we're seeing a little bit more horror um, we're seeing stuff that's extraordinarily topical Um, Mm -hmm. you know back in the day when you know when you would shoot on film and then you have to edit and by the time you're there it's like you know if it's an indie film, it could be two to three years old by the time you get it into the festivals.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> um, you know, uh, but it's also you know that that you're uh, we're finding you know a lot of original voices and a lot of interesting filmmaking in, in the way of like people are using all kinds of instruments now to to shoot. Um, it seems like every six months there's some new weird product coming out and you know we even we even get people that ask hey you know we'd love to do a virtual reality movie Mm -hmm. at your film festival and Mm -hmm. i'm like well that's great but we don't have the ability to show that um
0: we're still playing dvds (laughs) yeah i mean well you know but it's
2: still you know the the theater that we're in isn't going to be able to provide you know 200 headsets Yeah. yeah so you know it's a it's a little bit harder or you know hey we have a 3d movie and you know, we tried three D for a few years, but it just didn't it didn't seem to pan out. Um because three D's expensive. Yeah. 3D is expensive.
1: Three D didn't pan out for anybody, I don't think. I still like I don't think I went I think I saw the only movie I saw in three D was Jackass.
2: We <laughs> no, saw
3: 3D, one by accident. Yeah, yeah we saw know, one by well, accident. Didn't, we didn't in no. we had, yeah. What was
2: that? <laughs> uh was it but like Avatar and like stuff that was actually made for three D. Correct. Um It's cool, but I mean, you need to see it on a giant screen and, you know, it's just, it's a hard, it's a hard process. And I think VR is also in that sort of, you know, how do we make a full length VR movie and, you know, I couldn't even watch that weird what that hardcore Henry or Harry that came out like a year or two ago
0: oh yeah the, the point of that view fir-
2: it was like a first-person movie and it, it, it looked like, like, oh a like, yes, yes, it yeah. like a video
0: game of sorts yes yes like a video game I gotta yeah, like tell you years. going into like a VR theater I, I don't want to put the glasses on that somebody else wore because that's gross thinking about putting on a whole <laughs> goggle system and the thing on your head <laughs> Ugh.
2: right yeah exactly exactly yeah um, but yeah I mean it's um you know it's cyclical it's like every year it changes it depends on the mood of the country i think and um uh, you know and and it's 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 hard it's um it's interesting to me because i think that the, the genre the genre stuff is great and um the production value always seems amazing too but you know sometimes they'll go after the production value and the effects and the acting is like you know subpar mm-hmm. and you know i i definitely think that as as a filmmaker and also as a a festival director, um, one of the main things I think that every filmmaker should look at is, is their actors first, Um, you know, get the right actors for your movie before you go and shoot it. Um, You know, if you have to postpone a little bit, you know, just, you know, unless, you know, unless your grandmother is Jane Fonda, Uh you know, don't, don't cast your grandmother in a movie (laughs) because it's going to take, it's going to take everybody out of it. And, um, you know, I, I understand that with money and time and the energy and, you know, you're already shooting and, um, but you know, with the magic of, of editing, you know, you don't have to shoot grandma at the same time.
1: Yep. Exactly. Exactly.
2: But, you know, I think that, I think that the trend is that, um, you know, people also want to use like, the most high-tech cameras and, you know, all this kind of stuff. And sometimes that doesn't even matter either. Um, mm-hmm. Because, uh, you know, I'm looking at the story and, you know, I don't mind if, if it's if it's gritty, um, if, if it calls for it. Um, and I think that, uh, you know, I'm not, you know, I, I'm not like dead set on a certain criteria for anything. It's like if I enjoy it and I think that, that i pretty much can enjoy anything so yeah that's Mm -hmm. sort of the criteria and i mean if it gets by me then it goes to the screeners and the screeners come back to me with their ratings and their nominations and you know their categories and you know we just go from there and then you know whatever time we have we go from there and then you know, as a as sort of like a backup, we usually do a, a little short online contest, which runs for 30 days, usually mm. right after the film festival. Oh, cool! And we usually give, uh, uh, and it's free, and it, we give the opportunity to like usually between 15 and 20 other filmmakers. And the winning film for the short online ends up premiering at the next festival. So we they would they would premiere their film at First Glance in L.A. in
1: 2018. hmm Okay. Cool. Well, Bill, this has been super informative for us. I know you're so close by. I wish we could actually make the festival this year. Um, Hopefully, uh, maybe next year our web series will get a shot at uh, being uh, featured in the festival. So we'll have to run that by you. But uh, wanted. Yeah, a- that, yeah was, that was a little hint, hint thing. Yeah, you know, that was yeah, a- <laughs> wink, 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 nod, nod, hint, hint. You know, our web series will be yeah, finished yeah. by next well, year. Well, you
2: know, it's, uh, <laughs> there's, uh, there's a thing called Film Freeway, and you yep, know, we're, yep. we're still hanging in on without a box. Um, <laughs> Cool. Although, although just by a thread um
0: well for uh, for but... the those people who are listening the uh, the festival is taking place this Friday October 6th through Sunday October 8th
1: yep exactly and that's the first glance yes. film festival in Philly um, go down, check out these great films. Support indie filmmakers. Um, go follow First Glance Films online at firstglancefilms.com, and you could chat with all of us on Twitter. Uh, just use the hashtag #SupportIndieFilm. Bill, you have any parting words you'd like to uh, mention for today?
2: Um, yeah, yeah. Um, so on top of the fact that we're having our 20th festival next weekend, we're also doing on Thursday night we have a a cool uh, podcast roundtable at. Uh, Homegrown Coffee and Creations, which is down the road uh, on off Broad Street and Jackson, I believe. Yep, with our buddy um, Dave Bullis. Yeah, exactly. And uh, we're going to have some directors there. I'll be there. We'll be having some coffee and uh, chatting. And then uh, Friday, we're at the Kimmel Center. Uh, it's a great 500-seat theater. We're going to be screening The Hatred, which uh, has over 26 million trailer views mm-hmm. online. So we're awesome. hoping that— we're hoping to get at least 2 million of those people in. Um, Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, and yeah. then the rest of the weekend we're at the painted bride art center, which is uh, in old city. Um, and for those people that, um, are, are interested, uh, uh, the call for entries for first glance LA 18 just opened last week. So we're still in early call for, uh, entries. So the entry fees are still low. Um, and uh, L.A. will be a four night event held at the Lemley in North Hollywood in March, I believe, March 8th through 11th, 8, 9, 10, 11. That's four days. Um, so uh, we've been expanding in L.A. because we've been doing so well. So, uh, you know, filmmakers, you know, features, shorts, docs, web series, trailers, music, videos, student films, professionals. <laughs> you know, if you got a great if you got a great indie, send it our way. Um, you know, we definitely take care and watching um you know even if it doesn't get in you know be be sure you know y- you can be sure that that i've watched it
3: mm-hmm.
2: um and you know if it's made it past me that that a couple other people have as well um you know <laughs> sure uh,
1: and it all yeah. and all that matters is the story i mean i mean you know for for i mean you it's know not it's, all that it's, matters it's but bit, it's yeah. yeah not all that matters but it uh the story is what's going to be uh the most compelling aspect of getting your, your work looked at. So.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And like I said, I mean, for filmmakers that are on the fence, they're not sure just, you know, go to our YouTube channel and check out some of the trailers of the films we, we screen. I mean, they're up there, they've been up there for years. We have, I don't know, 10 or 12 years worth of trailers sitting on, on YouTube and, you know, you can see the quality of even the trailers has has gotten better and better and better. So awesome. Um, yeah like i said i mean we're we're there to support the indie films and you know even if they don't get in you know um and as you guys know um with uh support indie film i mean we're we're always retweeting you know people that are using it so exactly uh whether whether you get in or not you're still going to get the the power of our you know of us just frankly you got to
0: become part of the community
1: that's it. That's what. That's what it yeah. takes. Become part of the community, and we're all here to support. That you know. So, Bill, thank you so much for being so supportive and chatting with us and telling us about First Glance. And hopefully, uh, we'll see you at uh, the festival one of these years.
2: Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> all, <laughs> all right, all right, Bill.
1: guys. Have a good one. You too. Take care.